Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Well, hi, everybody. Today I am speaking with uh, author and speaker and the founder of Wild at Heart, uh, John Eldridge. He has written a number of books, uh, Wild at Heart among them and Beautiful Outlaw. And his most recent book, Get Your Life Back, came out right before this global pandemic. Um, John, I'd love to hear about the book and I'd I'd also love to hear about how lockdown has been for you. Um, but first, for those who aren't familiar with your books and your ministry, can you just give a little bit of the backstory and how it all came to be? Yeah, love to. Thanks, Todd. Um, good to see you and, and good to connect by Zoom, right? Yes. In this hour, it's, it's helping. <clears throat> so it's an honor um, to chat with you. Yeah, the story is a pretty wild story. I, I was not raised in a believing home. I was raised in a in a pretty agnostic um, atheist uh, home, actually. And uh, in my teenage years, I became very spiritually hungry. I, I looked into Eastern mysticism. I tried the New Age movement. We were, you know, um, chasing the pharmaceutical movement in Southern California <laughs> in the seventies. And uh, and I had a pretty I had a pretty extraordinary encounter with Jesus Christ. He he literally walked into my room one evening and introduced himself to me. And from that moment, uh, I was all in. I just wanted a life that was about Jesus and what he was doing in the world. And so to speed things up, I um, went uh, through school, graduate school, became a Christian therapist. I've been a therapist for about 30 years now. And it was in, it was in my work with men primarily that uh, the message of Wild at Heart was born. I started discovering the beauty and the woundedness of the masculine soul and some of the universal struggles that men share, some of the deep desires that men share. Uh, so I was still as, uh, working as a therapist, but I began to write. And, and I discovered that through writing and through our conferences, we could bring that deep heart work, that soul restoration to a lot of people. So folded up the shop as a therapist, launched uh, this organization 20 years ago, and uh, we've had the, just a wonderful opportunity to bring kind of the, what we would call, I guess, the Isaiah 61 ministry of Jesus into people's hearts, the healing of the brokenness and the setting of people's hearts and lives free. It's been a it's been a beautiful story. Right. And one of the primary things that you do is you hold periodic conferences, boot camps, and captivating retreats. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so Wild at Heart took off. Uh, it's been very popular in the UK and all over the world, Europe, um, Australia, South Africa. And on the coattails of that, Stacy and I wrote a book for women called Captivating, kind of unpacking the heart. Uh, of a woman, the issues that she faces, how women tend to be wounded in their childhood, how Christ comes to heal. So those conferences are based on on those messages. They're four-day uh, experiences. And it's, uh, you've been, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so you, you can talk about it. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty deep, um, very personal encounter with the love of Jesus. Yes. 
I, uh, I had the privilege of being at the 2018 uh, boot camp in Wales. And right. I've never, uh, to me, it was uh, one of the truest tastes of the kingdom of God that I have ever experienced. Watching men go from day one, pretty shut down, um, kind of cautious, to the final day where there was just a, a real passion for Jesus. Uh, people were set free. And yeah. um, I just thought, if this is what God's kingdom is all about, I, I want more. I want yeah, more. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So how has this pandemic been for you? How has the the lockdown, because I, I, Colorado has been locked down much like here in the UK since late March. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Tracking about the same time frame as you all. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's embarrassing. I, I, I came into it with resolve and commitments and plans, right? I'm going to get more time with God. My prayer life is, you know, going to be incredible. I'm going to clean my garage. Uh, and the garage is still a mess. Um, and I, like I did, I, I, I think most people experienced this. There was kind of the initial, okay, we can hunker down. We can get through this, you know. Uh, we can get online, we can, we can find fellowship and all that. But at about week seven, I think I, I just, what was exposed was that I am not as resilient as I thought I was. And yeah. my turning to uh, um, dark chocolate, red wine, <laughs> right? Uh, right. hours of of watching nature shows like all my little yeah all my personal comforters uh yeah it's been it's been pretty revealing um but in that jesus was really in that for me i mean he, i think for many people it's it's mm-hmm. been a it's been an unveiling mm-hmm. uh, both personally and globally and and i think that that was part of what he was after is after but so um the good news is there also has been some really intimate conversation with Jesus and, and uh, what, what he's doing in my life um, and what we're about and our love for one another, but also what he's doing in the world. And, and it's been an honor to be a part of that. Wow. Yeah. I, I know I've found it to be uh, incredibly exposing in some ways as well. Um, I found that, you know, I, I, I thought I was committed to prayer before all this. And then right? the pandemic hit and I found prayer to be a real chore at times. I had to really shift how I was thinking about prayer. It's just when all the routines and rhythms of life are gone, it's hard to know where to, you're just kind of <clears throat> grasping in a way. Yes. And I think that's part yes. of the, part of the, it, it, it's, it's yep. a good thing, a reorientation maybe um, yeah. for how it, we can. It can be. Yeah. yeah, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the pandemic, I think the quarantine and all that, the shelter at home um, has actually been far more difficult than most people um, realized. And, and we're discovering it now it, um, that to strip, to strip people of their normal, mm-hmm. um, to take away all of our um, patterns, most of which are very healthy interaction, personal relating, even just hugs, contact, yeah. human touch. Right. Uh, and take all that away um, is a it's it's actually traumatizing. This is this it's the same kind of thing they do if you're a prisoner of war, you know, right. in, in, in a in a hostile country. They take away your normal, 
and they keep you in a state of constant uncertainty right and like right. so we're that like we all we all have been living in that uh and and i do think christ is somewhere deep down in all of that yeah yeah that's what i wanted to ask you about what what do you think god is up to in the midst of all of this you've already touched on it a little bit <clears throat> both i'm thinking just kind of on a global scale but also you know what has god up to with the church i guess that's a mouthful yeah. but <laughs> yeah yeah, two questions. So sure. I think, I mean, clearly, whatever else has been going on, this is a great shaking. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Hebrews 12 kind of once more, I will shake all things, right? The heavens right. and the earth so that that which is unshakable may remain. I, I, think, I think we have to like rewind our perspective for a moment, you know, step back to 30,000 feet. We have all enjoyed in the developed world a, a level of comfort and convenience uh, unknown to yeah. our grandparents un unknown to any other era on the earth the power of the smartphone you know you can you can buy a house on your phone you can book yeah. flights around the world you can order your food and have it delivered the the level of um ease and what what would look like control that had entered into my life and into all our lives i don't think we realized what it was doing to our hearts and souls mm -hmm. and what um and then you add to that so that's one piece sort of the comfort culture and, and when here in the u.s we we have specialty stores um devoted entirely to donuts <laughs> gourmet donuts and and gourmet cupcakes and it's like when you have an economy that can that can sustain things like that you know gourmet donuts you, you have a very comfortable world yeah okay so there's that <clears throat> and then there was something um that as a therapist i was very alarmed to watch the data and the research coming in on how plugged in we were into technology you know seven to ten hours a day on our smartphones three hours a day using apps the amount of social media and and the and the effect of that uh, that uh, some of the research coming in the brain research is showing it's actually rewiring the brain right um and it's yeah it's deteriorating our attention span our ability to give anything our focused attention mm -hmm. so that was prior to the pandemic and and that that was a setup partly for what happened so with the hebrews 12 shaking one of the fascinating things, Todd, about our experience through this, there's been one common denominator for the entire world, and it has been uncertainty. Yes. Right? Right. But, and we, we've been uncertain medically. We're, you know, we're right. not quite sure, you know, our vaccines coming, how quickly. We're really not sure about transmission and are masks effective? Are they not? What right. about surfaces? Yeah. So the whole medical thing. It has been uh, a process of discovery, e even for the best and brightest. And then, of course, the economic uh, and the financial uncertainty and the loss of jobs and the layoffs. And um, but then you, you just have the uncertainty of the future. Right. Uh, of you know, will I be able to attend university next year? Will it be the same? Will I get my job back? Well, okay. So, um, living in that uncertainty, what is God up to? What you know, clearly this didn't catch Jesus by surprise. 
Right. Right. <clears throat> and something, it's an extraordinary moment because this is touching nearly every life on the planet. You know, from Brazil to Africa right. to China to the UK, US, everyone. Uh, and so I think God has been in that, in, in the uncertainty. I, I don't think he ushered in the pandemic to get our attention. But right. what this has shown, so the comfort culture mm-hmm. and the t- technology culture, we have been a people, honestly, of divided affections and mm-hmm. divided attention, right? Like, right. like all of our resolve going into the pandemic of I'm going to be, you know, a stronger person and I'm going to grow closer to Christ. And, um, and then I yeah. found myself, you know, looking in the pantry for what is there to eat. And, uh, and so divided affection, divided attention. And I think that God is using the shaking. Uh, in, 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 and I, I've had a, a good deal of conversation with him about this in prayer. And he said, I am sifting. I am sifting. And what he's sifting among many things, but what he's sifting is the human heart. Yeah. And, and where, you know, I'm just embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to, to, to realize like where my faith was set. Right. You know, my, 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 my faith was not set entirely in the living God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. My, Looking my forward to summer was, holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trips, travel, right. uh, heart heartbroken when yeah. when those when those trips got taken away. My faith right. was set in my retirement account, and then suddenly, right. you know, that got shaken. And wow, and it, it was it's just been such an exposing thing uh, because of this. And and we can we can come back to this later in our conversation. But when you see something taking place on the world, when the, when the follower of Jesus sees something taking place in the world that looks an awful lot like the birth pains mm-hmm. described in Matthew 24 and other places in scripture, you know, Daniel 7 and all that. Um, when we see that, it, it ought to, you know, bring about a, a sense of a thrill, a hope. Uh, could our moment be the moment? Right. Uh, that uh, that we might see the return of Christ. Right. And the fascinating and embarrassing thing about it is most of us are rather ambivalent about that. <laughs> L- like that's, that's actually not where my hopes have been set. My uh, divided, certainly, of course, my theology, absolutely. But in terms of the affections of the heart, the hope, the faith, the love, it's it it frankly has been divided. Uh, between Jesus and the world that I enjoy and my normal life and my freedom to travel and, you know, my ability to meet with people and all of that. And so when all that got taken away, I, I really do think this is one of those um, Second Chronicles moment where it says the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro across the earth, looking for those whose hearts are fully his. So that he might show himself strong on their behalf so that he might strengthen them. I I think that's a big piece of what's going on. So what would you say to people who are, you know, like yourself, I mean, and certainly myself as well, where the shaking is happening and you're, you're found wanting in some way you're realizing, Ooh, 
maybe my foundations weren't as solid as I thought they were. What, what do you think God's saying to those people when, when something mm -hmm. like that gets exposed? Yeah, to all of us. Mm -hmm. to all of us. <clears throat> I think a couple things. First, mercy. Mercy, mercy. Uh, it, it, living in an hour and in an age like ours is actually really brutal on the human soul. It, for one thing, the human soul was never meant to know the entire news of the world. Right. Uh, to be bombarded with, you know, the death toll in Italy and in New York, and here's the latest from China. And, you know, you, you actually weren't supposed to be subject to all that. So there is mercy for our distractedness. There's mercy for our double-mindedness. There really is. There, um, kindness and compassion, I, I think, are the first things we ought to practice right. towards ourselves and towards one another. And <laughs> I do think this is a time for um, uh, reevaluating things. It's, it's a time for reassessing. It's a time for saying, Father, forgive me. My hope has not been entirely in you. It was in my retirement account. And honestly, it was in it was in my vacation this summer. <laughs> and, and so I, I want to bring my heart back to you. I, I, want to, I want to be wholehearted, wholeheartedly yours. And I, I want to bring my attention back to you. I, I, I want to give you my undivided attention. And I think, I think the Holy Spirit's in that. I think he wants to help us in that direction. I, I think that God is, um, he's very gentle. God doesn't shout. He doesn't like to shout. And so he comes quietly into our lives to say, let's talk about uh, how firm is our foundation. Let's talk right. about where your hopes are set. Let's talk about your joy at the prospect of my return. Let, let's re reorient our hearts back to a wholehearted love of God and of what he's doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, and a lot of what you're saying there with, you know, the news and the, the bombardment of bad news, um, is a lot of what you're talking about and get your life back. Uh, it seems like it was timely, you know, you didn't know what was coming before all this was happening. It was just, that was our normal. That was our normal. Yep. And, and that's just only accelerated over the last few months. And I know, I, I know myself and many others have kind of had to ration the news throughout the day right. of, and, and just kind of be careful how much we're taking in, especially when things were getting really bad. Um, it, it, it's, it's more, you know, what's happening in Brazil, what's happening in, in Russia or in Germany or wherever. It, it's, it's too much to, you know, how much can the human soul really carry yep. the, the trauma of what's going on around the world? Yes. Um, Yes, th this is very important because <clears throat> back in 9-11, when, when the terrorist strikes uh, took place in, in New York and, and around the world, uh, they did some psychological research after that. And they discovered that the people who watched it happening on TV experienced the same level of PTSD mm. as the people who were present uh, on the street. It, and what we've come to learn is simply... Um, consuming traumatic news actually traumatizes the soul. And, yeah. and so we have to, we, you have to regulate that. Like you, 
you need your news. You know, you, you need to know what the prime minister is saying. You need to know what the new restrictions are, you, you know, of course. But we, we've got to regulate that because most of us have been binging on it. And, and again, here's why. The fascinating thing is, is we've been binging on it because it gives us a sense of control mm. to, to know, right? To know what the world's doing, to know what's going on. So it, it gives us a sense of assurance and a sense of control. And I think that's misplaced. I, I think God our Father wants to be our, our sense of security and our sense of well-being and our future. And I will give you a future and a hope that, because what we're doing is we're speculating. Yeah. Right. We're all, we're all speculating, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen next? Where, you know, uh, and speculation is terrible for the soul. And it, it really, um, it's not something Jesus teaches in Matthew six, right? Don't worry about tomorrow. I honestly don't want you to worry about your future. And so for me, I, I have had to pull out of the news. Mostly I get my basics, you know, every day. And then I get out because I was, I was in this speculating of where's the future going and where's my future going. And, and I needed to turn all that like back to God and, and say, no, you, my future is, I believe my future is in your hands. Yeah. How, well, with all of us consuming all this news, kind of being traumatized by what's happening, um, and we may, whether it's directly through loved ones or indirectly through just what we're seeing happening in our nations or in the nations of the world, um, what, what is a way that we can turn, you know, learn to both take that in as well as just and simply not worry and trust God in that? Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> so uh, several thoughts on that. Um, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Now, I love the, I love the sound of that. I, I, for years, I thought, that is, that is such a lovely idea. I had no idea how to practice it. It was not my normal. I, I have a very high empathy um, nature to me. And so I get caught up in this stuff and, and I, I carry it. Uh, and and we'll touch on the George Floyd thing in a moment, but you right. hear news reports like that and it just wrecks me. Right. Uh, and yet Jesus describes a life where he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So there must be a path that God has for us. There must be some means. And I think it is in that, in that first Peter five passage of every day, we turn it back over. And when we find ourselves obsessing about it, we turn it back over. Um, but we, re <clears throat> we really can't talk about the care of the soul without shedding light on some of the larger spiritual things going on in the world right now, because it, it's just not fair. Because people feel like they're failing spiritually, but I can't let it go, or I'm so afraid. Or, right. Um, and, and so you need to know some of the things that are in the air around us. Uh, can we go there? Would you? Yeah, yeah, keep going. So prior to the pandemic, many people, um, our team among them, were noticing some trends happening in the spiritual realm. Uh, obviously, we are, uh, human beings are like amphibians. We, we live in the natural world, but we also live in a supernatural world. 
we have the presence of Christ, we have the help of the holy angels, and we know we have an adversary and, and all of his minions as well. So what we had noticed taking place was the entrance into the world more than a year ago of death and hatred. And um, death, not even primarily in the sense of physical death, but death trying to usher in the end of things. So coming into wreck marriages and churches and ministry efforts, businesses, you know, you could just see there was a, there was a growing trend of um, it's over. I'm giving up on this relationship. I'm giving up on this dream. I'm giving up on my studies. You, 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 there was just a lot of data to show this. And, and of course, the tragedy of the, the suicide rates right. in the UK, you know, horrible. Right. Uh, so so this, was, this was already really at work in the world. And then the pandemic hits. And, and again, um, the loss of life is is significant but it is not the sweeping loss um, the loss of jobs the, the right. loss of hopes and dreams uh, the people losing their companies that they built for years churches mm -hmm. not being able to meet and i mean it's honestly when you have an event that closes the door of every church in the world <laughs> It really ought to have the friends of Jesus saying, whoa, 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 hang, yes. hang on, what's going on here? And God, what are you up to? But also, what is, what is our enemy up to? And so death in the sense of the end of things, the, the loss of things, and, and, and you, could, you can see that coming in. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul talks about we felt the sentence of death in our hearts. And what that experience is like is um, it's a loss of hope for your future. It, it, it's, well, I guess things will never be the same. Uh, I'll never get my normal back. I'll never get, I'll never get to take that trip or, you know, we'll, we'll have to have a private wedding and, and, and our family won't be able to come and just, just multiple losses on all kinds yes. of levels. Okay. So that is obviously very at work in the world right now. And and we don't quite know yet what recovery will look like, but but when you live in a spiritual climate which is trying to bring about that sentence of death in our hearts, you have to be yeah you actually have to be very vigilant against it, uh, not not to let it in, not not to make agreements with it is the phrase that we use. We we make no agreements with that, and then and then on the heels of that was hatred and and you were you were witnessing around the world the, the growing hostilities and the tensions obviously you know brexit and uh, you know this the political divides yeah. and, and and the profound divisions that were getting in you could not have a political conversation on social media right. or you would be crucified right and, and one of the major, you know, magazines, Time Magazine here in the U.S., they ran a cover story saying, how did we lose the Internet to the culture of hate? Wow. Well, we, we, these are spiritual things. These are spiritual forces that have come into the world. And, and so um, and then you had the George Floyd right. uh, and, and, and literally death and hatred. Right. Uh, and, and now it's exploding 
and and the level of social unrest, the level of um, hostilities there is is beyond human explanation. Now, now there are very there are very legitimate concerns, sure, and, and I share them. But but I'm just trying to point out to us the, the the follower of Christ understands we we live in a world at war, right? And and to be aware of what the forces are that are operating in our moment, it, we can begin to protect the, our own hearts, right? From from letting that in. Uh, and and how quickly it gets in. Mm-hmm. So we we referred a couple of times to canceled trips. We had a we had a lovely family vacation planned for later this summer, and we've lost it. And and we've we've, but I I, I went to the the homeowner the rental that that we had for our family at the beach and and said you know well surely because you know we can't get to your country and and we can't you know fly we. Um, surely there's some sort of refund. And they said, no, uh, absolutely none. Um, this wasn't oh. in the contract. Okay. Oh. It took me about three seconds to craft the most <laughs> devastating review <laughs> that I was going to post online. Right. And I just thought, John, stop. Like, yeah. do you see what, yeah. Okay. So there's the hatred piece, like acrimony, strife, division, however you want to name that. And, and, and this is what we're swimming in right now. This is mm-hmm. death and hatred, um, fear, obviously, another piece of that are, are, are really operating very strongly in the world right now. And, and for one thing, we need to talk about how to protect our own hearts in yeah. that. And then how do we pray? How, how yes. do we cooperate with what Jesus is doing in the world? Because I would say that the silver lining of all this, I do think this is a gospel moment. I yes. do think there are signs and indications of large numbers of people turning to Christ in this hour. And, and so there's, there's a good side to all yes. of this, is, at least in terms of that. Right. So just to let me see if I'm understanding this correct. When you talk about death and hatred, you're, you're talking about not just physical death, although obviously there's a lot of that going on right now, uh, but it's, it's more of like a, a resignation, uh, maybe despair, uh, hopelessness. It can take different forms of just saying, just kind of giving up and it's, it's yep. over. And, yep. um, and, and, and then what you've got with, with hatred is this, you know, it's, a, it's not anything that has uh, just shown up in the pandemic. It was happening in 2016. It was happening and, you know, it's, it's been going on for a while now and it's been building. And now we've got the situation in, in America where you have a, a physical horrific death and then you've got, and, and it's just like a powder keg where hatred has just taken off. Um, and uh, so you're kind of, this and, is, yeah, go ahead. And Todd, I mean, let, and, and, and the divisions that are growing about, um, is it the economy or is it, or is it the quarantine and how right. quickly do we ease restrictions oh, sure. and yeah. the strength of emotion right. around that and, and the divisiveness as, as governments try and figure out how do we move forward with, you know, schooling and, and restaurants and small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, it, um, the strength of opinion is this powder keg uh, uh, of hostility, uh, in addition to 
um, the very real, you know, the blow up right now. And, and it's not just in the U.S., as you know, I'm protests right. in London and in Berlin and around yes. the world uh, uh, over this. It's, it, um, there are always real human issues. But what the enemy does is he pours gasoline on the fire. Yes. Petrol on the fire. Right. And then, it, <laughs> you know, it, it, right. it blows up it, and it's just helpful for the friends of Jesus to know this right now to go, OK, this is the world I'm navigating. And this is why this is why I'm experiencing some of the things I mean, why can't I get this fear off of me? Right. Well, because the, the enemy is having a field day right now with fear. Yeah. Right. So how can believers respond in this hour? You know, yeah. I think a lot of us, we've, we've been awakened to, okay, I need, my foundations need, need, need solidifying. And then there's some of these other uh, um, emotions and, and things that are going on spiritually that maybe we're just now becoming aware of. What is, how do we respond in a way that's helpful, that moves things forward? Yeah. <clears throat> um, first, uh, Proverbs 4.23. I mean, it starts right here uh, with, with what St. Teresa called the interior castle, right? It, it is uh, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for from it flows the wellsprings of life. So we, we have to start with our own well-being, our own internal reality. Uh, and it was Thomas Kempis who wrote that the enemy is far more easily resisted when he is resisted at the door and before we have let him in the house. So uh, let's just take hatred for a moment. Like I, I, I was writing that scathing review, you know, when Jesus just went, John, like you're giving way to this. Do not let this in your heart. Do not, do not, do not open the door right now right. to anything that feels like hatred, acrimony, resentment, because the enemy will jump all over that. So we practice love uh, and we literally pray love. We, we invoke love in our hearts. We invoke love in our homes and we invoke love into the world. I think, I think we pray the love of God to saturate the world, uh, to combat this. Same thing with fear, right? Uh, right. In John 14, Jesus says, he says the most amazing thing. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Yes. Neither let them be afraid. And I'm like, let them? No, no, no. Fear is just something that happens to me. And then I deal with it. And, and Jesus seems to be saying, no, you actually, you have a governance. You, Adam and Eve, rule and subdue, right? You, you were made to have governing power over your realm and, and especially your heart. Do not even let it in. Don't make agreements with it. And, and, and the same thing with the end of things. Death as, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to lose it all. I'll never recover my, you know, what is it? Savings or job or hopes or dreams or, you know. Sure. Um, it, so Tata begins with this. It begins with the protection uh, of our hearts. But, but again, I, 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 in order to just be fair to the people who will watch this, um, you're living at a time of extraordinary spiritual conflict in the world. And so you, you will find a great deal of relief if you also pray in my home, 
love of God against all hatred. I, mm. I forbid hatred to enter my household, my realm, my kingdom. Like, no, like you, you are going to have to draw some boundary lines. Like I command the love of God, which is the most powerful force in the world. Yeah. I invoke it against these demonic forces of hatred. And we do the same thing with, with the powers of death coming against us almost daily, that sentence of death in our heart, uh, that we invoke the power of the resurrection, the empty tomb, the river of life, uh, yes. the very life of God that flows from the throne of God. I invoke the river of life to shield us from death in this hour on the earth. Now, I'm not taking on those guys because right now that's not my job they're they're rather high ranking and it, <laughs> it will take the collective powers of christ through his church but right but in my own kingdom and in my own realm okay so that's that's kind of on the um here's how to thrive in this moment right and i think we can i really do think we can um uh, and and then I want to come back to the gospel moment though, because the other thing the the other thing the believer yeah. can do is gang. Are you kidding me? Uh, as my dear friend Mike, who who who's one of uh, several of our friends in the UK, including you guys, is he said there are no atheists in foxholes, and yes. the whole world is in a foxhole right now, right? And people are asking, they are seeking, they are looking. The number one site on our website in March that was visited, the number one click, or it was uh, April, rather, the number one place that was clicked on was the prayer to receive Jesus Christ. Wow. Now, I'll be honest with you. No one's ever clicked on that page. Like, we put <laughs> it there 20 years ago because we're a Christian organization and we care about, you know, leading yeah. people into a saving relationship with Christ. But it, it wasn't our bread and butter. Uh, you know, we, we kind of do more of the heart and soul work, and then that's how people come into a relationship with God. But that in number one place on our website of people literally searching, how do I receive Jesus Christ? Click, click, click. Okay, so friends, this is a gospel moment. Yeah. It, um, I think what we can do is a couple of things. Pick three people in your world that you would love to see come to faith in Christ, you know, my neighbor, my aunt, you know, and my coworker and start praying for them. Start praying for the revelation of Christ to them because Jesus is on the move. Yes, he is. And there are thousands of people coming to faith in Christ right now. So let's jump into it. Let's seize the opportunity because once we are out of this pandemic, Here's the thing. Once once we're back to you know our normal lives, and every and the world is out of the foxhole, I think the spiritual opportunity will close. I think people right. will just get back into their distraction and divided attention, divided affection. Um, but right now, when people are really they're very fearful about the future. That now we've got the hatred, and you know there is a there is a opportunity. So we pray pray for three people. Uh, and look for opportunities to share the hope that lies within you. And then I would say collectively, as a church, we pray for the outpouring of the revelation of Jesus yeah. to the world. I, I think we get to participate in that. I believe he's in those prayers that, 
that we, we join with the Spirit of God to say, reveal Christ yes. all over the world globally. And, and by that, we help to usher in what may be a, a massive awakening. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. We are, uh, we're part of a, a correspondence ministry and um, where people send in messages after watching Christian videos uh, whenever they Google, like, what is the meaning of life and does God exist? And the number of responses have quadrupled since lockdown oh. began. It's amazing. Right. Um, it is, it, is a, it is a gospel moment. Absolutely. And I feel like the church is being forced into a different way of operating um, yeah. that, that wasn't really the church's choosing, but, but here we are. And I think yep. God is in that. Yes, I do too. I do too. Yeah, online services uh, are some of the stats I've seen for the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people are tuning in. Right. Yeah. So carpe, carpe deum. Like, yes. let's seize, seize <laughs> the moment and, and pray into that. Pray, pray into, uh, into alignment. And, and then I, yeah. I, would, I would say the last thing is... Um, Let's come back to the shaking and let's come back to what it's revealed in us that um, I believe that Jesus is sifting hearts. Yeah. And he is he is looking for the wholehearted. He's calling us back to an absolutely all in 100 percent. I am yours, God. I love you. You have my whole heart. You have all my attention. Jesus, like, I think that. Uh, because revival always begins in the church. It yeah. always has. It, 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 all the history of revival. It, it starts here. And so I think um, loving God again mm. with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we just start to practice that. Like, like kind of as a daily you just yeah. wake up in the morning and I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Like we just, we cultivate that in our hearts again. Right. Right. And it's not complicated. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, move out of your home and go to Africa right now. It's just as simple as I love you, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And starting to develop that, uh, that, that yep. conversational intimacy with God. Yeah. Yeah, you have my whole heart and you have my attention, God. What are you saying? What are you saying to me? Right. Right. Speak to me, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. What, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is uh, can you talk about the pause app a little bit and how that fits into loving God in this hour? Yeah, yeah. So this is a marvelous story. So, um, <clears throat> So we're therapists and we, we, you know, kind of continually look for ways of how can we help people practice things like first Peter five, seven of, of Lord, I truly, I truly do give my cares to you every day. How do we do that? Um, and we were noticing, you know, everybody lives on this, everybody lives on, on their phone. So we thought let's build an app. And we did this before the pandemic. Uh, we built it in November. We tested it in December and we released it in January. It's called the one minute pause. And, and what it allows, it's a very simple practice where it, it's a free uh, app on the app store. It, it, it allows you to enter into three steps of very simple prayer. The first prayer is Jesus. 
I give everyone and everything to you. And, and I've just found personally, I have to just repeat that mm-hmm. at, in, in morning, noon, and night, and especially at bedtime. Jesus, I just, I give it all back to you. I give you the pandemic. I give you the world. I give you the heartbreak, the hatred. I just, I, I can't carry that. You alone are the savior of the world. So the first step is learning First Peter 5, verse 7. I give my cares to you. And then the second step in the, in the prayer is heal my union with you, Lord. I am made for union with you, vine and branch, heal my union. And the reason for that is the world assaults our union with Christ, that everything we've been talking about, traumatizing news, but also just the pace of life, just the crazy, you know, just one thing after another, after another. And um, it erodes our union with Christ. And so on a daily basis, I, I rededicate myself, heal my union with you. And then the third step that's in the, in the prayer experience there is um, saturate me now with your love. Saturate me with your life. I need more of you. Because thriving in this hour right now, Todd, this, this isn't about, all right, let's gut it out, people. <laughs> you know, suck it up. Come on. You know, be better men and women. That, that won't work. Not right. in this hour. We, we, what we need is the supernatural help of God in us. We, you know, we need the, the rivers of life from John 7. You know, we need yeah. Ephesians 3, that Christ may dwell in our hearts, the strengthening of the, of the presence of God in us. So we built this app, and there's a one-minute, a three-minute, a five-minute, and a 10-minute version in the app. And there's music and beautiful photography, and it just takes you through that that centering experience uh, a couple times a day. And then the pandemic hit. And this thing, Jesus timed it. Yeah. We are at, we are at something like 90,000 downloads on this app. Wow. Uh, it, people, we're downloading 1,000 downloads a day because people need help. We, help me get out of the fear and the chaos and the and, and just get centered in Christ again. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful, really, really simple way to do that. Now, I have to confess, I had a secret agenda in asking that question and that, because I've been using the pause app myself. And oh. um, what I found is that um, uh, it's everything that you're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's handrails or it's, it's a kind of a guided prayer that when everything is going crazy and you just can't even think straight and you're scrambled internally, here's something to just kind of settle you down. It's three simple things. You're letting go. You're, you're, you're reorienting to your desire for just to be in union with Jesus and, and then just to be saturated with the presence of God. It is. um, And it just settles you down and allows you to take a deep breath and go forward again. Even if it's just one minute or three minutes, it really does help. I highly recommend it for everybody Thank that's you. watching. <laughs> yeah. So it's free. It's for iPhone and Android. It's called the one minute pause. You can get it on your app store. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, thank you for, for uh, creating that. And it's a gift to the body of Christ really. Um, yeah. So it, it is, it is amazing. Hey, there's a, one more question I wanted to ask you before we wrap up. I, you talked about agreements earlier. I think for a lot of followers of Jesus today, they are, um, they, the way that this pandemic hits them is in the form of agreements that they don't even realize they're making. Um, can you explain yeah. agreements a little bit more? 
Yes. <clears throat> so um, Psalm 51, thou dost desire truth in the inmost being. So stuff hits us. News hits us. Uh, uh, emails hit us. Somebody texts us. And, and we're being invited to make an agreement with an experience. It might be fear. It might be anger or hatred. It might be a message to us of, you're never gonna get your job back. Uh, so messages and emotional experiences come at us all day long. Um, and what the enemy is trying to do, he's using those things he's, to try and secure an agreement inside of us. And by agreement, I simply mean you go with it. You, you open the door wide open. You go, yep, I am afraid. Yep, I, am, I have no future. I, you, you, you let it in. You give a scent. You, you, you swallow the pill. Uh, you make an agreement with it. And, and the wonderful thing about the power of agreements is you can break them, too. And, and many of us have been making historical agreements, lifelong agreements with things right. like shame, right, or, or, or resentment, or, or I'll never be loved. You know, these, these things get into our story. And, and until we break the agreement, they just define our experience of the world. The other thing that's really wonderful about this is back to Thomas Akempis, resisting him at the door. Like, as, as you're aware of, wait a second, like, I, I don't think I need to give way to this. I don't want to give way to hatred. I don't want to give way to resentment. I completely disagree with that person on that policy, but I don't have to give way to resentment. And so there's a, you, we, can, we can resist this, when they're, when they're trying to be secured in our hearts, we make no agreements with fear or death or resentment or shame or unbelief. Or, yeah. and, and then if, if there are some historical agreements that have really been defining our life, we can actually go back and break those. Right? We, we, we reject it, right? It's, it, it is cling to what is true, Paul yeah. says. Whatever is true, whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, right? So I... You know, very simply, it sounds like this. No, in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, I reject the agreement that I have been making with fear or uncertainty or, or hatred or whatever it is that's, that's gotten in or is trying to get in. And it is a, it is a liberating experience. Like you just go, oh. I, I didn't realize how much I, I was already under it. Right. Because agreements feel true. Yep. And there's data usually that you can use to support the agreement. But the, the, the question is whether or not this is what God is saying or what the Bible reveals about who we are as people and how God feels about us. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. There's always data. That's very, very good. There's always data that, <laughs> you know, uh, my wife says something that seems, you know, unconsiderate and 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 then that little voice says she always does that and, and and that part's not true right she sometimes does that but when i make the agreement of she always does that well then resentment starts getting in it you see right. how that works right, right. so there right. Always, there's always some reason like we don't know what the future is we don't we're living in a time of massive uncertainty but but we have god he says i've given you a future and a hope your your life is absolutely safe in the hands of God. So we can say, I don't know what the future holds, but my God does. 
And so I, I make no agreements with uncertainty or, you know, the various things that are trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, as we close, could you just pray for us uh, along those lines and, and, and with this whole situation that we found mm. ourselves in that, um, mm. yeah, we would be that the people of God, the friends of Jesus um, mm. that we need to be in this hour. I, I do think you were made for this moment, friends. It, it's not an accident that you, you friends are living during this. Like Jesus, he knew you were made for the moment. So this is our, this is our hour to be the friends of Christ. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty thrilling thought. So yeah, let's, let's pray together. And we begin with Jesus. I give everyone and everything to you. Teach me to do that. Help me, Holy Spirit. I give everyone and everything to you, God. I give you the future. I give you the politics. I give you my fears. I give you the global news, the heartbreak. I can't carry this. I give everyone and everything to you. And Jesus, you have my yes. I want to be wholehearted. I come back, I come back, I give you my attention and I give you my affection. You have my whole heart. I love you. I love you. And I pray that you would restore our union, God. I, I have been rattled by the pandemic and the quarantine and the news. I have been, this has been hard on me, Lord. So Jesus, heal my soul. Psalm 23, you restore my soul. Heal my soul, Lord, through union with you. I pray for a restoration of our union and our love and our affection. And Jesus, I, I join the saints in praying that you would fill your church, fill us with your love, fill us with your spirit right now. Let us seize this gospel moment saturate me with your very life and being in me and we pray we do pray and invoke the love of god into our lives and into our homes our households we invoke the love of god against all hatred in the world we invoke the love of god into the world and we invoke the resurrection life of christ the power of the empty tomb the river of life as our shield in this hour against all death in the world. Jesus, show me who to pray for. We pray for a great outpouring of the revelation of Christ in the world. We pray that millions would come to know Christ as they are shaken right now, before they get back to their numbness and distraction and busyness. Lord, we pray for an outpouring of the revelation of Jesus into the UK and the British Isles and into the world, Lord, that many would come to know you. I'm in, Lord, I'm yours. I want to be your friend in this hour. Amen. Amen. John, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for your time. Great to talk to you, Todd. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for your heart for the UK and for your people and for the church, for, for this opportunity that we're in, this very tough time. I just, yes. I love your heart. I love your heart for people. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to speak with you. Thank you again for yeah, your time. Likewise. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.